following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the huge show across Michigan. And it's time for you to get in on the action. Michigan TCU. Wolverines right now a nine and a half point favorite. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and always use that promo code HUGE to get the hookups. You can lay your cash down on the Buckeyes or the Dogs or the Wolverines or the Horned Frogs who are purple from TCU. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use that promo code HUGE. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by DraftKings on the Michigan Sports Network. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. You ready? Now, let's go to the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Studio with the huge one, Bill Simon. What's up, Michigan? It is time to get together on a glorious Monday on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show. We're heard on 19 fabulous radio stations. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. And as we sit here addressing the sports fans from the UP down to 96.5 The Cave and Adrian, your Michigan Wolverines are back-to-back Big Ten football champions. Then I was sitting at Tin Roof yesterday before the Lions game waiting for the release of the teams. And I'm trying to figure out hmm, what took longer, the first half of the Michigan-Purdue game or waiting for the damn fourth team well it really three and four you didn't know and then it was the Buckeyes and I kind of figured it would be TCU in Michigan regardless and the Buckeyes get in which to some is a surprise and also how far Southern Cal dropped but I think it's because they got blown out by Utah So Ohio State gets rewarded for not playing a conference championship game. It's part of the problem. And you know what? We don't need to debate the selection process because it's changing with the 12 teams. So we we don't need to go back and forth on that. What you need to look at now is that it's Ohio State and Georgia. And I was surprised that Georgia's only a seven-point favorite in Atlanta, basically a home game against the Buckeyes who were thrashed by Michigan in their last game. And then the Wolverines, who put on another second-half dominating performance in winning the Big Ten title against Purdue and Indy, they're a a nine-and-a-half-point favorite on the DraftKings Sportsbook at Big Board against TCU. And I think that's the best matchup you could ask for if you're a Michigan coach or fan. And then the question is, Superfly Hayes, if Ohio State would pull the upset, your national championship game at SoFi, the place where Matt Stafford won a Super Bowl, and the irony that one year it could be Stafford winning the Super Bowl for the Rams who play at SoFi in the next year of Michigan-Ohio State for the national championship in what would be the biggest college football game ever. Ever And by far the biggest sporting event the state of Michigan has ever seen because we haven't had the Lions in a Super Bowl. And I will get to the Lions. I was at the game yesterday. 
That's another four-quarter performance. They looked awesome. If you want to judge teams in the NFL right now who are playing great football, I think you'll have the Lions in the top five or six. Obviously, Philly won, right? Cowboys had that 33-0 fourth quarter. You got the Bills, but the Lions only lost by three to them on Thanksgiving Day. Start to finish, I was there. It's almost like you're in shock. And I was sitting up with the Bud Light fans in that section, and the people are like, I've never seen the Lions play like this start to finish. And Jacksonville had just beat Baltimore, came back from 10 down the week before. Defense, special teams, offense, golf, making tight throws, deep and short. We'll get to the Lions. It's amazing. Mike O'Hare, DetroitLions.com, senior columnist, will join us later. Also more on Michigan. Eric All announced he's going into the portal. The portal opened up today, which really sounds like a sci-fi movie. Tonight on the portal, who's going in? Who's not coming back? So Eric All is done at Michigan off the injury, and more than likely he'll end up with Cade McNamara at Iowa. And people are like, oh, Eric, what's going on? Someone said they lost their second-best offensive player. I barfed my sub when I read that. I hate to say this. They didn't miss all. And and when you get to the Cade McNamara story inside Michigan football, none of us will know, only the players, that when Cade McNamara had his job not taken but won from him, you know, you got a couple captains. All was one of them. You probably had not a divided locker room, but you had a Cade McNamara element that's going, wait a minute, we just beat Ohio State last year, we won the Big Ten, what are you doing? And you know what Harbaugh did even with Loveland? And I'm all seeing the writing on the wall. And you got Scooney. You know, it's, it's a business at that level. It is a meritocracy that Harbaugh has always talked about. There is no guarantee in college sports. It's not club soccer where your parents are paying for the damn fees and you're calling the coach saying my kids should be playing. Or even at the high school level, some knucklehead parents do that. And my kid's not playing. If he doesn't play, I'm not going to donate the $100 to the high school program. I'm serious. Oh, trust me. I've lived through that. That's why I give those parents crazy eyes. Yeah, I know I may not be the most sane parent, but it has nothing to do with playing time. It's usually refs in soccer who don't call a strong game and kids are on the verge of getting hurt. And that's when I yell out, parking lot, Black Denali, I'll see you in extra time. <laughs> uh, did you just threaten to fight the ref? Yeah, I think he did. Well, he's a sports guy. He can do those things. Speaking of soccer, we will talk to our good friend John Conlon, one of our World Cup insiders on the U.S. losing Saturday morning. But you know what? Man, I take a lot of pride. Anytime the U.S. is playing, I cheer for him. I do. And if you don't, then move. Go to another country. Just leave. Just go. If you don't like the flag, you don't like Team USA, I'm talking any sport, even handball, go move. There's a lot of countries you can pick from. Small islands, you want cold weather, go to Russia. 
Granted, it might be tough coming back, but maybe easy getting in. Just move. I, I wish one of those uh, TV stations would talk to me. We're here watching the celebration for Team USA as they're in the World Cup. With me is well-known sportscaster Bill Simonson. Bill, what do you think of people who don't want to cheer for USA? Move. Adios. See ya. If you hate the flag and you hate Team USA, or you're in America rooting for someone else first, that bothers me too. Oh, you came to chase the American dream except rooting for our team. Besides that, I'm cool with everybody. <laughs> so John Conlon will talk World Cup soccer. I, I do like the progress we made there uh, with speed, creativity. I mean, you know, you, you watch Brazil, you look at the great teams. You know, France, it, you know where you need to go. And I don't know if we'll ever catch up. Because our, our best athletes in America aren't playing soccer. They're not. They play basketball, baseball, football, right? Hockey are our best athletes. And the physical athlete that you would need in soccer. Now give LeBron James 15 years of playing soccer when he was younger. Throwing Michael Jordan, which by the way, Draymond Green on his podcast or on a video said that LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan. I think LeBron was in Draymond's wedding party. He should put an asterisk when he's mentioning that. I did watch Michigan State last night. They they have got to find some consistency in scoring. And then Michigan doesn't have enough depth, and they, they fought hard, lost to Kentucky and London. God, we have a lot to get to, man. Michigan is in the college football playoff again. They're back-to-back Big Ten champions. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com here in 20 minutes. Jeff Risden from the Lions while you're on the Lions. Clayton Safey on Eric All hitting the portal. How about Deion Sanders got the University of Colorado job and went and told the team and the media his son's going to be the starting quarterback and told the team, uh, I'm bringing luggage so you all may better hit the portal. Told the Colorado team. (laughs) They're a doormat team. There's the portal. Don't don't let the laser hit you on the way out. Tonight on the portal, those who enter may never return. He's a head coach. I, I said Saturday when I saw that it was confirmed he was going to take the Colorado job in the Pac-12. I told my buddies that I think he's going to bring his entire Jack, as many players as he can from Jackson State. Okay, listen, historically black college, HBCU, right? They're undefeated. He's going to bring as many players from that team as possible and show that team could compete against the best in college football. Because in the Pac-12, you're going to play Utah, who looked awesome and hammering SC in the Pac-12 title game. You're going to play UCLA, USC, at least for a couple years, right, before they join the Big Ten. Oregon, I, I say he's going to bring as many of those players as possible. And, by the way, By announcing to the Colorado players the portal's open, no job is safe, you may want to hit the portal, he's telling every transfer in America, come play for me. Primetime gets it. Primetime. Tonight on the primetime portal, 
those who are there may have to walk through it, and they are never coming back. We do have our normal Bud Light Monday huge question of the day, good and bad. From the Michigan win over Purdue, is there anything bad about it? Same thing with the Lions. This is like, what, three Mondays out of the last five where I've said, I don't know if I can find a negative about the Lions. Am I living in the portal? Is this heaven? How many times have I said that in my life that I've watched a Lions game and it was near perfect football? Seriously, in my lifetime. My buddy Mark Rasmussen, uh, who's the assistant golf coach at Grand Rapids Community College with the Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicholas of Junior College Golf, head coach John Fortin has a powerhouse golf program at Grand Rapids Community College. Mark went down with me. We went to Ten Roof beforehand, met a bunch of great people, listeners. It was awesome. Mark then told me, hey, this is only the second time I've been to a Lions game ever in his life. And his first one was the last Lions playoff win, I think, was that January 92 when they hammered the Cowboys at the Silver Dome and Mark fell asleep. We had to keep waking him up. Had nothing to do with the party bus that took us down there. And then yesterday, he was really proud after the Lions game. He told me, hey, man, I'm 2-0. 2-0 at Lions games in my life. And then Raz got into arguments because he had a Michigan State beanie cap on. And he started screaming, who is Michigan State playing in the college football playoff? And I got, you know, and a lot of people are leaving Ford Field. And there's our great men and women of state police and Detroit Metro. And they had to separate people and. Mark started a one-man chant, overrated, talking about Michigan to Michigan fans. It didn't get ugly. There was, there was no arrest and no violence. But he's in denial, like a lot of Michigan State fans who are saying, oh, TCU's going to kill them. If they get to Georgia, they're going to get murdered. Did you see what Georgia did against LSU? They're going to hammer them. Okay, so then I, I need to ask you this. And it really, when the DraftKings Sportsbook app big board came out right after the announcement of the four teams, I'm like, only seven points? Georgia is only giving Ohio State seven? That's it? After what we just witnessed against Michigan? The last time Ohio State played in Columbus, it's only seven? Michigan nine and a half seems right. I, I kind of... Feel after watching TCU, they have a gutsy quarterback. I don't think he's going to win the Heisman. I uh, Caleb Williams of USC was hurt. Is he going to get the Heisman? Quorum is having a surgery. If he didn't get hurt, I think he would have won the Heisman. I, I don't know who the Heisman is. Is it going to be C.J. Stroud or Bryce? maybe Bryce Young by default? I, I don't know who the Heisman frontrunner is because all these guys were hurt and Alabama wasn't in the SEC title game or the college football playoff. I think by default, it might be C.J. Stroud. Or Bryce Young. But Bryce Young was hurt during the season. I, Who knows? But I don't, I don't get on the DraftKings Sportsbook app big board how Georgia's only seven points. I thought they looked like 
They looked as good as they did last year against LSU. Their speed, their athletes. Carter in the middle just throwing people around like ragdolls. I think Michigan's offensive line can create holes and time for J.J. McCarthy. And yeah, J.J. in the first half, the J.J. we've seen a lot this year, you know, too much speed on his throws. They didn't look good. You were waiting for the second half, and here it comes. And they did it against Purdue. The Charlie Jones receiver for Purdue, the transfer from Iowa, that guy's tough. And Aiden O'Connell, bless his heart, lost his brother, still played. But Michigan is your back-to-back Big Ten champions, and how good is Donovan Edwards? What team in America could lose Blake Corm, a guy that may have won the Heisman? And then I'm arguing with my friends that I say Donovan Edwards is a better back because he's more of a home run threat. That means the ability to score from anywhere. Oh, I can't believe it. It's my opinion. You guys are getting this free, even though I didn't bring any cheese dip. I can't have an opinion that I think Donovan Edwards is a bigger home run threat as a running back. In other words, going to the house. Hello, Ohio State game. Hello, Big Ten championship game. But I'm wrong. Tonight on the portal, who's going in and who isn't coming back? Man, what a sports weekend. We are living the life right now. A year ago, did anybody think Michigan would take this up a notch? Georgia's not the team they were last year. And I will say, when Michigan decided to bring pressure on O'Connell, it changed the game just like they did against Stroud. They cannot sit back and just cover guys. They can't. Their linebackers are great at attacking. I think they're suspect on the edge in coverage. This is a historic time right now with Michigan football. And I know the Harbaugh, Ian Rappaport saying, hey, the Colts, the team he played for, everybody. You know, for as much as people rip on Harbaugh, every year we hear teams want him. Every year. And the only reason Harbaugh would ever leave, because look at the returning talent. Go down the list right now. Michigan will be preseason number one in the country next year. Mark it down. The only reason, and Harbaugh did say, I I shared the Wolverine.com story, and we'll talk to Chris about it, that he's not going anywhere. But if there is animosity about him having to take a pay cut and he can't get over that, and I'm talking privately, inside his head, his heart, that Ward Manuel in Michigan made him bow down and take a pay cut, that would be the only reason he would leave. Or if he won a national championship, you're going out on top. And now you want the Super Bowl ring that your brother took from you. And your brother has a Super Bowl ring. And as you sit there in the church of Hobball, you're going, wait a minute. My brother has a Super Bowl ring, but my brother doesn't have a national championship ring. So now I'm going to one up on my brother. And both my fingers, including the middle one, are going to have a ring. And I can also use that middle ring to show people you made me take a pay cut. Publicly, you're not going to ever find out that story. Privately, that only exists inside the head and heart 
of Jim Harbaugh. That would be the only reason he would leave. The only reason. Because if you look at the true flirtation of the NFL with Minnesota, and no matter what anybody says after the fact, we've had Ballas and others on where they thought he was gone. Think about that. You had just went to the college football playoff. You had just won the Big Ten. You had just beat Ohio State. And there still seemed to be people inside the walls of the athletic department that were happy. Harbaugh was leaving. That Folks, that was just last, well, what was that? February, March, March, right? And January, February? Hmm. He has a loaded team coming back. I, like I said, they'll be preseason number one in America, no matter what happens the rest of the way. No matter what happens. If you want to join in, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. All of our social network interaction presented by the Denver Nuggets G League ba- basketball team, the Grand Rapids Gold, who play their home games inside Van Andel Arena. In downtown GR, some great talent from Stanford, Baylor, UCLA, Kentucky, and more on the gold roster. Just search Grand Rapids Gold, get your tickets, and also follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Let's go to Josh in Kalamazoo. Thanks for the wait. You're on the Huge Show. Hey, Huge. Thanks for your time. Uh, one takeaway from the game that I had was just how they were they kind of cut Michigan up and you know especially in the first half with the uh, throwing they couldn't that they tried uh zone coverage and they couldn't they couldn't stop them at all and it kind of continued throughout the game but even even this game I don't know what it is about Michigan going into the half but they come out with a game plan they make changes and week after week eventually my worry is once you get to a team like you know a better playoff team that you know those things aren't going to you know, come to fruition. But I do worry about the way they got cut up in in the secondary and, and the safeties were kind of caught off into the past game. Well, Josh, I appreciate the call in Kalamazoo listening on 96 won the game out of Grand Rapids. You can hear in Kalamazoo, Muskegon, and also GR. I, I look at Michigan and it's almost like they're they're just experimenting, toying with teams. And I don't think TCU is a team to have the defense or the offense against the Michigan defense to put them out of the game by halftime. I don't. Georgia, maybe. Ohio State, if they're on. But even then, we saw what happened in Columbus. You're a Michigan fan. I'll say this about the possibility of Michigan-Ohio State rematch. You want it only if you win it. You... You don't want that national championship game and you lose to Ohio State because you know what? That may be a lifetime two-liter of seven-up yours. That you'll never be able to see that again. I know both of the schools could be in the 12-team playoff, but the odds on the Buckeyes and the Wolverines playing for the national championship, and if Ohio State won it, it erases what happened in Columbus. Because a national championship is bigger than a Big Ten championship. Now, if you do beat Ryan Day in the Buckeyes for a second time, not only for the Big Ten title and the national title, how does Ryan Day continue as head coach in Columbus? He would be the most hated coach ever 
by the Buckeye Nation. That, my friends, is a delicate risk and roll of the die. And die would be plural for dice for those of you that are impressed with what I bring to the table. Die, it is, Superfly, look it up. Roll of the die, a dice is only one. I'm going to roll the die is multiple. My educational knowledge transcends sports. It does. I want Michigan-Ohio State because the hype leading up to it from December 31st around midnight until Monday night, January 9th, would be unmatched in the state of Michigan and maybe unmatched anywhere we've ever seen in sports. I know North Carolina Duke played in the Final Four last year right in hoops, but now, man, mm, only thing bigger in this state would be Michigan, Michigan State in the national championship game in either basketball or football. So we'll talk to Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com. He'll join us next. Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com, the Detroit Lions podcast, which you can hear on YouTube within 40 minutes. Clayton Safey from Ann Arbor. Doug Skeen, former Wolverine co-host on the Michigan Football Podcast. That's up right now at the Wolverine.com. Michael O'Hare on the Lions. And John Conlon. One of our soccer insiders on the Americans and the World Cup. Some great games today, man. Brazil, fabulous. Uh, Man, I'm kind of feeling Brazil or France will win it all. We'll talk soccer with Conlon coming up later. You want to join in on the Bud Light, huge question in the day or of the day. Good and bad. I don't think there's anything bad about what Michigan did. Maybe another slow start would be it. But you had to expect a letdown from the previous week playing Ohio State, and then the Lions near-perfect football again. Almost what they did against the Giants. It's amazing. 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. Deals you can believe in at Meyer right now. Save ten dollars on your next in-store purchase with coupon printed at checkout when you spend one hundred dollars or more, and get Meyer spiral sliced half ham for eighty-nine cents per pound. Limit two. Fashion or winter boots or slippers for the family are buy one get one for a dollar when you shop in store. And December home lifelike trees are forty percent off. Find everything you need for the holidays and get the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan. For the one close to you and to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. 
Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer as we originate from the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Store Studio. Michigan is your back-to-back Big Ten champion in football. They're off to the college football playoff against TCU. Four o'clock will be that game on December 31st, so that's pretty cool for Michigan fans. You get to watch a game and then go out and celebrate New Year's and also watch Georgia and Ohio State afterwards. They're in Atlanta. Michigan will be in Glendale, Arizona at the home of the Arizona Cardinals. And if they win, they'll take on the winner of Ohio State and Georgia at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. Around the clock coverage is happening on Michigan football and everything University of Michigan Athletics at the Wolverine.com, part of the On3.com team, which also now is connected to SpartanMag.com with Jim Comperoni and the crew. When I saw those playoff rankings come out yesterday at Tin Roof before we went over to the Lions-Jags game, I said, my God, make it happen. Ohio State-Michigan in the national championship game. Oh, God. So much on the line. Not only the national championship trophy, but the ultimate in bragging rights in the greatest football rivalry in the history of college football. Man. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com joins us. Want to get his thoughts about Michigan TCU, Ohio State, the possibility of that rematch in the national title game. You know, Chris, I thought yeah, last year was a generational season for Michigan, and they've raised the bar. It's amazing. Yeah, take another step forward. And if you can win this uh, semifinal, you're a 10-point favorite. And I don't think this is a guarantee. I think a lot of people are saying, oh, it'll be an easy win, and I don't see it that way. We'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, then, you know what, you get to the championship game, and if you win, uh, man, you've reached the pinnacle, and the only thing to do is to stay there, which is obviously hard. But 13-0, and I don't think people understand and appreciate how hard that is. And Jeff Brom, Purdue's head coach, said the same thing after Michigan beat Purdue on Saturday. Didn't bring it's a game probably it's b or b minus game and still won by by 21 points but they um uh, you know here they are and still haven't played their best football guys are still dropping some passes uh, the defense was a little bit was a little bit leaky at times and uh, and still found a way so uh, they're going to play better than that in the championship game and in the semi and i think they will guys will be back and and a little bit healthier the only guy that'll probably be out is blake quorum uh, mike morris will return and all these guys should be closer to 100 percent so they're gonna have a chance bill I, I still think georgia's the team to beat by far but i think michigan's gonna have a shot 
Well, what about the possibility of that Ohio State-Michigan rematch in the national championship game? My Lord. I, yeah, uh, Bill, I think that would probably be the most watched game in the history of college football. And I, I, I strongly believe that. You look at the numbers that it did, I think, what, 17 million? And uh, and people would be, would be tuning in for that. And, and it's a possibility. It's going to be tough for Ohio State down there playing in Atlanta. This is the time of year when Georgia plays its best football, right? And we can talk about, well, they only beat so, you know, such and such a team by so many points in the in the regular season, but when it matters, uh, these guys show up and they've got the most talent. They really do. So you look at their lines, uh, their defense is not generational like it was last year, and I think that's very clear. They gave up 30 points to LSU and they've they've been able they've been given up some points this year, but they're still physical. Uh, I think offensively they're they're an absolute machine. Uh, the quarterback's underrated. So, but you know what? I would love to see it. And JJ McCarthy said the same thing. He said, "Please, please, we'd love to have another shot at them boys." Michigan certainly isn't scared. And it was funny. We listened to the people on Twitter saying, "Oh, Michigan doesn't want a rematch with Ohio State." And I'm like, "Yeah, you know what? They beat them what by 23 last year, 20, 22 or last year, 23 this year, and then all of a sudden, yeah, Michigan's scared of Ohio State when uh, you know what? It took a pity whistle there at the end to keep that from being a 50 something to to 23 games." So I don't think so. I think these guys would be very excited and very motivated and, and confident going into that one. Chris Ballas of the Wolverine.com, the Michigan Insider, joining us on the Meyer Guest Line. You can follow everything leading up to Michigan TCU in the college football playoff and more at the Wolverine.com. Yeah, obviously TCU isn't a pushover. I don't think they have the defense of a national championship team. Uh, they have a, a great gutsy warrior at QB and Duggan. So, hey, man, uh, you're down to the Final Four. Nothing's going to be easy. And if Michigan gets by that game, I'm so surprised Ohio State's only a seven-point underdog against Georgia. That that really, that, that was the most shocking thing about yesterday after the uh, Final Four was released, that they're only a seven-point underdog against Georgia. Yeah, and that's still a talented team, and maybe they're going to get some of their injured guys back too. And they were they were banged up, just like Michigan was. So they recruit. I think they have fifteen five stars on their roster. You know, and Georgia has the most. Michigan only had five, but they, they've got players. And uh, let's be honest, for you know two thirds of that game, uh, you know, and, and Ohio State talks about it. You know, the, the six only for those six plays, Michigan, you know, and so on and so forth. Well, they all count number one. But I think if they had to do it again, they wouldn't be as aggressive. And uh, and I think they're defense would probably play better against Michigan and wouldn't give it up wouldn't give up forty something points. But uh, at the same time, playing down there, playing against the Georgia team that is uh, is motivated. Uh, and again, I think Ohio State can move the ball on them. Their defense is better, but uh, I think that'll be a higher scoring affair than people think. And uh, but in that environment, uh, a lot of Georgia fans and right there in Atlanta. So uh, if they win, they will have earned it, Bill. No question. Chris Bowles with the Wolverine.com joining us here on the Huge Show across Michigan, talking about Michigan back-to-back Big Ten football championships, uh, number two in the final college football playoff rankings, and they will take on TCU, Glendale, Arizona, a little after 4 o'clock on Saturday, December 31st, which is New Year's uh, Eve. Uh, the transfer portal is open. Uh, Eric All is gone. Was that a surprise? Expected? My guess is... He'll join Cade McNamara at Iowa. What are you hearing? 
Yeah, either that or Notre Dame is what we're hearing, and uh, it, it was a surprise. And it's weird. You hear your captains bailing on your team. You're 13 and 0, and uh, you know I think Eric Hall. And there's some hard feelings there. I don't think there's any question. His dad's starting to tweet, and uh, and I don't know if it has something to do with his back injury or what. But uh, and then Cade McNamara, uh, you know what? It is what it is. So it's it's unfortunate because uh, you know what? When he got hurt, um, you know they said going back. He said going back to last year, he had a knee injury that they found that he probably should have had something done a little bit earlier. I don't know if they think they're getting bad advice. I don't think that's the case. But, you know, this is a generation where if, as we all know, if you're not playing and and if something happens, then it's not like uh, it used to be when Tom Brady was here, you know, third string for so many years and then playing his last two years and splitting time. Uh, These kids want to go somewhere. They want to get paid and they want to play. And, you know, Michigan's got to do a better job in the NIL thing. Uh, Otherwise, you know, you look at this recruiting class and speak it's below standard uh, anyway, and especially for a team that's in the Final Four uh, with the the history of Michigan football, it's it's absurd. So, and, you, and we, as we've seen, you can't make a living by taking other people's scraps in the transfer portal. So they got to step step up their game, and, and we've said it many times. You know, it starts at the top, so they should have been more prepared. Uh, it's a disappointment. So uh, there's a big meeting coming up. I know about NIL in a couple of weeks with a, with a lot of high powered people. They need to do better there. Bill. So otherwise, this could be a short-lived thing here for Michigan football, and uh, and they also got to make sure that Jim Harbaugh gets the deal that he deserves, and uh, and keep him around here because uh, you know the NFL chatter. He said yesterday, I'm not, you know, I'm planning on being here at Michigan, and or I will be at Michigan next year. And he said, no man, you know, can determine or can predict the future, so on and so forth. But uh, there's no question, in my opinion, that he expects to get paid handsomely. Yeah, and that's a no-brainer when you look at the last two seasons. The only thing I said in my opening huge opinion today, Chris, that if there is, in in Harbaugh's heart and head, not nothing else, if there is still animosity privately with Harbaugh about him having to take a pay cut, how that comes into play if a mega-deal, perfect job offer comes from the NFL. That's only up to Harbaugh and what's in his head and heart. No one else would know that. Yeah, and if he had, he still had the itch and says, "Oh man, you know, I want to win a Super Bowl." But if you're Michigan right now, you say, "We we are ending this, Bill or Jim. What do you want? Exactly. You know, you're going to get. He's get. He's getting his money this year anyway, Bill, because he he hit all of these uh, these inducements and enti- you know to if if he's going to uh, you know he got five hundred thousand dollars I think it was for the championship game, the Big Ten championship. We all did. We all did when Michigan won. We all got five hundred grand. <laughs> Wouldn't that be wonderful? But yeah. you know, he's getting he's he's reaching all of his goals that they've set for him. So you might as well just give him the money. Uh, if you need a booster to to pay the money, uh, you know, then do it. Make him the highest paid coach in football for all I care because he's doing this. Let's be clear here: he's doing this with one hand tied behind his back. Now, his goal and and the challenge for him is going to be able to continue to do it when Michigan isn't going to do the pay for play thing, and they've come out and said that. But then you darn well better get on board and figure out how to get guys on your team paid so that when recruits come here, they know what they're getting. The fact that they aren't there yet is really disappointing. Chris Ballas of Wolverines.com, the Michigan Insider, joining us on the Meyer guest line. The only thing that kind of pulses to me, Chris, and then we gotta, i got to jump here to a network T.O., if he would win the national championship and knowing that that's the, that's the bar set mm-hmm. now, and he, he started at Michigan, he won them a national title, and there's an NFL job now where he can chase a Super Bowl ring like his brother uh, has. That's about the only thing. I'm not saying he would leave Michigan, but if he won that national title and set the bar there, I know they got a loaded team, and I think they may be preseason number one in America 
uh, next year. That's that's about the only way I would see him walk. That's it. Yeah. I think that's probably true. And and last year he admitted to Mitch Album. He said if if I if I saw that Minnesota was all in, he said I wanted to take the job. He said I was going to take it, and then flat out said it that he was gone. You know, and that was his plan, and it didn't work out. So it was clear then that the itch was still there. Does that mean uh, you know that it's not a year later because uh, because he didn't get the job there? Uh, I don't know. And only Jim Harbaugh knows that. But there are signs that you know he's gearing up to get paid one way or another, and it better be. A Michigan, and they better not screw around here, Bill, because uh, that would kind of feel like a Michigan thing to do, right? And uh, unfortunately, you got a great thing going. Just don't screw it up here. It doesn't get any better than this. 13-0, and you've got a guy now who is back. We've always said, you know, if we get the old Jim Harbaugh back, well, guess what? The old Jim Harbaugh is back, back to his roots. There's no way you can let him get away. Chris Bowles for the Wolverine.com. We'll be talking a lot, my friend, uh, between now and the Semifinal game versus TCU on New Year's Eve, a little after 4 o'clock, which is good for the Michigan fans to celebrate New Year's Eve and then watch Georgia in Atlanta against Ohio State. And if the Buckeyes win and the Wolverines win Monday night, January 9th, Matt Stafford will be there for the ceremonial coin flip at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, home of the Rams and the Chargers. Oh, my. Uh, Yeah, it's going to be that's lots, awesome. Lots looking to look forward to. Yep. Hey, don't stress out. You sound you sound nervous about playing Ohio State again. <laughs> I got that on Twitter. I said when I said TCU should still be third, and uh, everybody's coming at me, and I said, "Hey, man, I don't have a dog in this fight. You know, bring it on. We're we're going to cover who's ever there and uh, and do it with an enthusiasm known to, unknown to mankind." Okay. Well, why don't you come up with your own sayings? <laughs> why, why start now? You know. <laughs> Amen. I steal everything every day. I love exactly. you. Exactly. All right, Chris. Yeah. We'll see you. Yeah, Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com. Him and his team will be talking to Chris, Clayton Safey, Anthony Broom, John Borden, Doug Skeeney, Jay Holland, the recruiting insider. A lot of recruits chirping about what Michigan did Saturday. Think about it, though. If you're Harbaugh and you win the national championship, you set the bar there, do you go take an NFL job? That's just something to think about. To all the callers online, stick around. Michigan will hear you next on this Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download the app. Use promo code HUGE to get the hookups. Get in on the action. Ohio State getting seven from Georgia in the college football playoff. And Michigan, a nine-and-a-half point favorite over TCU. Download that DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code HUGE when you sign up. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Football fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Hi, this is Matt Shepard. Just place a single first touchdown score or prop bet on any Monday or Thursday pro football game. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. This offer is available all season long. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM. Just log on to your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then wager on any player to score the first touchdown in any Monday or Thursday pro football game. And if your bet misses, you'll still get up to $25 back in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Michigan only. This is a new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. 
Have you been to a Grand Rapids Gold basketball game yet inside Van Andel Arena? They're the Denver Nuggets G League team, and they feature talent from Kentucky, Baylor, Stanford, Duke, and more. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com or the Van Andel Arena box office. And don't forget their home game specials. Tuesdays, two-for-one tickets. Thursdays, $2 beers and $2 dogs. And the Sunday Family 4-Pack. Get four tickets and a $20 concession voucher for only 50 bucks. Get your Grand Rapids Gold tickets now. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle and filling your sleigh with $100,000. Come out for Reindeer Games every Friday in December from 6 to 10 p.m. Each hour, two players have the chance to pick a lucky reindeer and win up to $100,000 cash. Don't miss your chance at huge holiday winnings only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway, reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan on a Moneyline Monday, presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Get in on all the action. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use that promo code HUGE when you sign up. If you miss any interview, any hour, any full show, our podcasts are free. And we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the huge show across Michigan. And it's time for you to get in on the action. Michigan TCU. Wolverines right now a nine and a half point favorite. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and always use that promo code HUGE to get the hookups. You can lay your cash down on the Buckeyes or the Dogs or the Wolverines or the Horn Frogs who are purple from TCU. Just download. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use that promo code HUGE. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by DraftKings on the Michigan Sports Network. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. You ready? Now, let's go to the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Studio with the huge one, Bill Simonson. Our number two is underway on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show heard on 19 stations for the one close to you. Go to the huge show.net. We also have the free live stream if you run out of range from your local station at the huge show.net and on the iHeart app. Search the huge show to listen live anywhere in America. You have mobile service. We began this broadcast with huge opinions on Michigan's second half domination against Purdue. What they've done in the fourth quarter of games is phenomenal. 
And that's why they have a legitimate shot to win the national championship. They're a nine and a half point favorite over TCU on the DraftKings Sportsbook at Big Board. And the question is, and I know Georgia looked good, but remember, Ryan Kelly and LSU, by not picking up the block field goal, key interception that bounced off the helmet of an LSU player, they gave them 14 early points. And once you're chasing Georgia, you're done. And I think, you know, the odds makers on the DraftKings Sportsbook app see that because Ohio State, who got the fourth spot in the college football playoff, they're only a seven-point underdog against Georgia in Atlanta on New Year's Eve night. Michigan will play a little after 4 p.m. in Glendale, Arizona, home of the Arizona Cardinals. And they'll take on TCU. I assume that is going to be a massive pro-Michigan crowd. I, I, I really believe that. I, I believe that that place will be 75% Michigan fans. TCU isn't one of those history, tradition-rich schools. Michigan is, and their fans travel. That will be interesting. And if Michigan wins and Ohio State wins, those two teams will play at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles Home of the Rams and the Chargers for the national championship. Buckeyes and the Wolverines. Just imagine that. Because if if that ever happens or it doesn't happen, you need to think, what's the biggest sporting event ever, not in the state of Michigan, but involving Michigan sports teams? Ever. Hmm. Ever. I'm talking old generation, new generation, last year, 50 years ago. Is it, you know, the Tigers winning World Series, right? Gibson over the roof. Is it Mags' homer? But they didn't win the World Series off that homer against the A's. Uh, is it Michigan State in the Ford Field Final Four? They didn't win the title. Um, Lions, their postseason memories. I think people with amnesia have more memories. <laughs> hey, what do you have? I have amnesia. I can't remember anything. Yeah, I'm a Lions fan. I remember our last playoff win. Mark Rasmussen fell asleep at the game. John Madden called it the loudest NFL game he's ever been to and heard. But Mark Rasmussen fell asleep because the three-hour party bus ride took its toll. Falling asleep is a nice way of just expressing love to my longtime friend, Mark Rasmussen. I don't know, the biggest... uh, you know, Michigan-Ohio State have had a couple games. Uh, Michigan-Ohio State, a week ago last Saturday, uh, 2006, Michigan-Ohio State. Michigan-Ohio State was big last year. Michigan-Michigan State, have they had any monster? I'm talking epic proportion football games, basketball games, wings. Maybe wings, avalanche. Uh, the wings, Stanley Cups, right, obviously. Mm. I'm telling you, Michigan-Ohio State in the college football national championship game, there would be nothing close to it ever in the state of Michigan. And nationally, if Michigan and Ohio State are in the title game, 
it would be one of the most anticipated matchups ever in sports. And I'm not saying that because we're in the Midwest and I do a statewide radio show in Michigan. If it's Michigan-Ohio State in Los Angeles for the national championship, and like I said about an hour ago, though, and I told my Michigan buddies this, do you want the season to end with Ohio State beating Michigan and the Buckeyes are national champions and they have the wild card to play for the rest of your life? Your win, your win in Columbus is a distant memory that that Buckeye fan could throw the national championship win in your face. North Carolina Duke in the Final Four last year with Coach K. Swan song, that, that was pretty big, and you could feel the national love because Coach K was retiring, and North Carolina Duke is one of the great basketball rivalries. It might be the best ever. And I think Michigan-Ohio State is the best football rivalry ever because it spans generations. And even though both programs have been down at times, they find a way back to become the best in the country. And as I said, going into Saturday, as I told you on air, be careful what you wish for if you want to beat Ohio State again because it's tough to beat a quality team two times in the same year. That's a tough one. And if you lose it, oh my God, the Ohio State fan would be impossible to live with. Doug Skeen, he's not a big fan of Ohio State. Uh, you, you don't got Skeener? Who do you have here? You got Risden. You hung up on him. I thought Doug Skeen was joining us. 505, I'll call Risden back. Why'd you hang up on Rizzy? Talk about the Lions win. Skeen in an hour. We got Safey at 425. And then Michael O'Hara, DetroitLions.com at 525. And then John Conlon, our soccer insider, on an unbelievable World Cup and what lies ahead with the Americans eliminated by the Dutch on Saturday. So Conlon will join us. Yeah, don't ever hang up on Rizzy again. Don't, don't. Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com and a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast, he, he's moved into the penthouse on quality guest on our show. And Superfly, for you to hang up on him and for you to tell me Doug Skeen was going to be there, even though when I look at your list, it says Doug Skeen at 5.05. So I will, on air, make a public confession. That's my bad. I think that's a first that I've ever admitted, publicly or privately, that I was wrong. <laughs> Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com, a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast that you can hear on YouTube. Just search uh, Detroit Lions podcast. He's standing by on the Meyer guest line. How you doing, my friend? It's good to be with you. I'm sorry I'm not Doug, but I'm I'm kind of happy um, to be me today, was, too. I, you know, I, I, I looked and, you know, I was <laughs> dyslexic on a four and a five. That's Doug's in an hour at 5.05, but I, I did want to get you on today. Uh, to talk about the game I was at yesterday, start to finish, sitting there as a fan, uh, just like the Giants game, another four quarters of domination. I mean, this is a Lions team, like Merrill Hodge said last week on our DraftKings NFL Power Hour that you were a part of, Jeff, that he says this, this, this is a legitimate comment, that the Lions are playing as well as anybody in the NFL right now. They absolutely are. And, and I know people are going to discredit, oh, it's the Jaguars, oh, it's the Giants. 
you still got to beat those teams. And the fact that they're doing it so convincingly, um, one of the things that I learned from, from Marty Schottenheimer many, many years ago was that uh, when you're a good team, you, you beat bad teams easily. It's not like you're in close games with, with other bad teams. You, you win those games convincingly. That's exactly what these Lions are doing. And they're doing it, you know, they're doing it with, with offense. They're doing it with defense. Uh, the defensive effort yesterday gets a bit overlooked because they did, in fact, score on every possession. They did a really, really good job of covering, um, other than, than Christian Kirk. Uh, I thought you saw a great play by the secondary, great coordination between the linebackers and the secondary. Uh, they got enough of a pass rush to keep Trevor Lawrence uncomfortable. And, man, that was, again, a full-team win. They're winning it with offense. They're winning it with defense. They're winning it with special teams. One penalty the entire game. They didn't have that until the fourth quarter. They did not punt. They did not turn the ball over. That's how you play winning football in the NFL. I'm looking at the NFC standings. I checked this out last night at CBSSports.com. And the Lions in the NFC are in the ninth position right now. Seven make the playoffs. And the two teams in front of them, they've beat Washington, who's 7-5-1. and one. And if you were a Lions fan, you really wanted Washington to lose that game. And they'd only be a game behind them. Seattle is 7-5. and five. Uh, Lions don't own the tiebreaker there. But we talked about playing meaningful games in December. That goes back to our summer conversations during training camp, Jeff. And they are playing meaningful games now in December uh, based on the win over the Jags yesterday and what lies ahead with that schedule. If they can get Minnesota, who is one of the better teams in the NFL, everybody keeps waiting for Minnesota to hit a wall or, oh, here comes the Jets. They're coming back. It's 27-22. They're going to blow that game. The Vikings have found a way to win. And if the Lions can beat them on Sunday, they are a legitimate playoff hunt team. Absolutely. And as much as I cringe at the thought that a 5-7 and seven team should be considered a playoff contender, I mean, they're not out of it. Not, they're, not, they're not out of it by any means. You, you see Washington being shakier. Uh, I, I, think, I think that was a game, honestly, that they expected to win and probably should have won. Uh, the Giants, to me, are the team that would fade. Uh, and, and honestly, the, the tie yesterday, that really hurt the Lions' playoff chances yes. because they have tiebreakers tie with both of those teams, and now you can't be tied with them uh, unless you happen to tie, which doesn't help you catch them. Uh, so that, that, was, that was frustrating from that standpoint. I, I wanted Washington to win that game because I think the Lions could catch the Giants. I'm not sure they're going to win more than one more game. Uh, but, uh, you know, they're, they're going to have to finish – you know that they've got five. The Lions have five games left. If they go four and one in those games, that's a winning record. That's a winning record when you started one and six. Uh, at that point, yes, it would be fantastic if they made the playoffs. But if they could get the nine and eight after starting one and six, you know what? That's a pretty dang good job by Dan Campbell getting that team turned around, getting them focused in the right direction, and building something for next year when they should be expected to be competing for that NFC North title all season. Uh, and when, when you and I are talking in, in July and August about you know 10 or 11 wins, people are going to look at us like we're high. They're going to look at us like, hey, you guys know what's up. Um, and that, that, that's, that's real. That's where this team's going right now. Yeah, I believe to get that playoff spot, they have to completely win out. And I don't know if that's going to happen. But as I mentioned, if you beat the Vikings, you are 6-7. and seven. Uh, There you go. Uh, you're the Lions. You beat the Vikings on Sunday. Uh, you're six and seven. I agree with you. I was really, 
rooting for the Giants uh, to win that game. And you got Seattle lurking out there, who, again, that's another team that everyone keeps saying, hey, Lions scored 45 on them. Uh, they're going to hit the wall. No, they've been playing solid football uh, with Geno Smith, so we'll see where it goes. But it's, it's cool to talk about them. And as I was discussing with some Lions fans sitting around me yesterday at Ford Field, hey, if this team did finish 8-9, and when they were laying there dead in the water with one win, are you kidding me? Yeah, that's and and that's. I think I don't think anybody really expected. I think there was a lot of a lot of us, um, and, and I'll, I'll not even include myself. There were a lot of people that were thought this team could aspire to this. You know, even after like one and four, one and five. I think I think the one and six was like the point, and it was a poorly coached game by Dan Campbell. Um, and, and that's that's one of the things that that is making me happier, and should be making fans more confident in the team. You're not seeing Dan Campbell making the same coaching mistakes that he was earlier in the season. Uh, we talked a lot about the end of the Buffalo game last week, and, I, and that's that's a debatable one. But you're not seeing what happened in the first Minnesota game, what happened in the Seattle game, the gross clock management, the the weird play choices on fourth downs when you when you go for it. Um, he's gotten away from that. He's learning, and I think that's 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 one of the reasons why I'm very confident about what this team going forward. I don't I don't know if they're going to beat Minnesota. Uh, I did not get to see the Vikings game at all yesterday. I wound up watching the I was watching the Lions game and in Indianapolis at a volleyball tournament um, with my it was on my laptop and I had about five dads from Grand Rapids crowded around me watching the Lions game, and uh, it, it was just a glorious feeling. Like I don't normally get to watch the games in public. Uh, I tend to watch at home. Being out with with other Lions fans yesterday, there was something special, man. That that's something that I haven't had to experience in, in a long time. Where the Lions were were expected to do the way that they did, and then they just kept going at it. Um, you and I talk a lot. Um, I like to get my my pregame or my postgame story written before the game is over, uh, and that's been incredibly difficult to do, win or lose with this team because they're always close. I started writing this one in the middle of the second quarter. That's how confident I was that, that they were. They had this game. They just looked fantastic yesterday. It's a, it was as thorough of a win as I can remember. Um, certainly since the uh, the 2017 finale uh, when they beat uh, the Packers and, and Aaron Rodgers uh, tapped out of that game so they could put into Sean Kai. That was 2018. Uh, that last game, uh, and that was that was a, a Packers team that had nothing to play for. Like this is a Jaguars team that had won two out of three. They had just beaten the Ravens. They're very much in the playoff picture in the AFC if they win that game. Now they're kind of on the outside looking in, but that that, that was, uh, again, that, that was such a fun football game to watch. Uh, it's really hard to pick nits and find players that didn't play well, and that, that's that's just not something that we're used to. I, I said that uh, you've had really Giants game in this game this year where you, you can find no negative. Uh, you can, and how many times in our lives have we said that connect to the Lions and I know we can't look in the rearview mirror, but man, if you have that Seattle win and that Minnesota win, the Lions are a playoff team today. That close. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Mm. And, and that's why that, that's where the growth is coming in. And I think Dan Campbell is acutely aware that uh, he's got some making up to do on that. Uh, and like he, like he's a guy. He's gonna he's gonna acknowledge that he needs to get better at things. And and quietly he has. And it's been interesting to see more and more skeptical Lions fans starting to to win themselves over on him to uh, acknowledge that Jared Goff is playing some pretty darn good football yesterday. He was darn near perfect yesterday. 
Uh, I, I'm not going to worry about the long term. I'm just going to be happy that Jared Goff is playing really good football right now. Uh, and that gives you something that you can work with going forward. You know, we saw Jamison Williams get his feet wet. Uh, that was by design, by the way. He, he, he was going to get a target or two. That was it. You're going to see a lot more of him against Minnesota. Uh, that was made very clear today. And, and Romeo Aquara will be back next Sunday, too. Uh, that's going to be an interesting one because that really builds up the depth where they sort of needed it. You know, losing Julian Aquara, losing Charles Harris to its injured reserve. So they're getting healthier as the rest of the team is, or the rest of the teams in the league. Like, yeah, look at the Rams now. My, my God, they they are uh, they're scraping Josh Johnson off the, the scrap heap. Uh, with, uh, San Francisco doing the same. You're losing their starting quarterback at this point of the year. The Lions are adding healthy, good players back to the mix while other teams are are watching their seasons crumble potentially. That's uh, the, the shoe is on a very different foot this year, my friend. Yeah, man, coulda, woulda, shouldas, but you know, if they beat Minnesota, that might be one back considering Minnesota's a ten and two team. And then at the Jets, at Carolina, Jets are kind of imploding right now. Bears at home, and then uh, at Green Bay, uh, you never know. Winning out if they beat Minnesota uh, is a distinct possibility. Uh, it could happen. Uh, uh, we'll see. Jeff Risden, LionsWire uh, dot com, Detroit Lions podcast. Just search for it. On YouTube, catch up and listen uh, to their weekly uh, broadcast on YouTube. Search Detroit Lions podcast. Jeff, will talk later in the week. We'll look ahead to the matchup with the Vikings in Detroit. Sounds great. Thanks, Bill. All right, Jeff Risden checking in on the Meyer guest line. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with the University of Michigan Athletics and also your Detroit Lions, Michigan State, uh, high schools, uh, little leagues, and more. Everywhere, all the communities. Uh, across Michigan and where Meyer has locations are a part of it uh, through your local sports teams. Our Bud Light, huge question of the day, good and bad for the Lions when there's nothing bad. I Like he said, you can't nitpick. I can't find anything. Nothing bad. You know, Michigan slow start. We expected a little hangover. It was Purdue. Uh, you were coming off Ohio State. You know you're in the college football playoff. Uh, they ramped it up uh, in the second half like they have the last eight games, if not the entire season, and got it done. Uh, so we'll take the good and bad on the Bud Light huge question of the day. Also, huge love uh, to Fabiano Brothers for serving up Bud Light in Detroit and all across Michigan, along with other great Anheuser-Busch distributors. Quality partnership there with uh, Lucas and the team from Fabiano Brothers. On the way, Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com. We'll talk about Eric Hall. Uh, hit the transfer portal. What about Michigan TCU? What about a rematch with the Buckeyes? Clayton from Ann Arbor is next. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. Your Auto Value Auto Parts store is part of a network of more than 300 family-owned stores and are locally run by some of your own friends and neighbors. Every day, we work hard to provide you with all the automotive aftermarket parts and accessories you'll ever need. Name brands, too, like Champion, Seafoam, Wix, Lucas, Mobile, and more. The auto parts you need at the value you've come to expect. So thanks again for shopping locally at Auto Value, where service is the difference. We get it. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. 
The 57th Annual GLI is back in tournament form and ready to rock Van Andel Arena in Grand Rapids. Featuring the Michigan State Spartan. Goal for Michigan State. The Ferris State Bulldogs. The Bulldogs. Bobjet, the number two ranked team. Western Michigan Broncos. Poland with a shot. He Michigan Tech Huskies. The Huskies are going crazy. The Great Lakes Invitational at Van Andel Arena in Grand Rapids, December 27th and 28th. College hockey at its best. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com at MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive boys and girls, High School Sports, MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer, wanted to remind me. We have Clayton Safey coming up from the Wolverine.com on Michigan's back-to-back Big Ten championship celebrations in football and also their college football playoff matchup against TCU as a two-seed on New Year's Eve day, a little after 4 p.m. out in Glendale, Arizona, suburb of Phoenix. They'll play in the home of the Arizona Cardinals. Clayton Safey will join us in a moment. Doug Skeen from the Wolverine.com Michigan Football Podcast, a co-host with Chris Ballas. In about 35 minutes, Mike O'Hara from DetroitLions.com and the Lions. Playing as good as anybody in the NFL right now. And John Conlon, one of our soccer insiders on the World Cup within 90 minutes. And the future for the Americans. Let's go check in with... Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com, one of the Michigan insiders, joining us on the Meyer Guest Sign. How you doing, my friend? Doing really well. Man, uh, back-to-back Big Ten titles, overall number two seed in the four-team college football playoff. You get the most favorable matchup uh, with TCU. Everything kind of worked out in the best interest of Michigan football. The one thing looming, though, Clayton, if Ohio State would beat Georgia, a team Michigan got thrashed by last year, and you get Michigan-Ohio State in the national championship game in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium, my Lord, how sweet that would be for the Michigan nation to win that game, but if Michigan would lose to the Buckeyes in the national title game, oh my God. I just, I, the, the, the scenarios are incredible right now connected to Michigan football. You got to get by TCU first, but you're right. I mean, you look at that Ohio State game, uh, and there would be nothing more satisfying if you're a Michigan fan or part of that program than beating Ohio State 
for a second time in a season and to win the national championship. Uh, so that would be incredible. But, it, but also, at the same time, if you lose that game, uh, and right now some early lines I saw in the DraftKings Sportsbook, Michigan would be favored by three. Uh, if you lose that game, then, you know, it doesn't quite erase what happened in Columbus, but then Ohio State, you know, feels pretty good about their future. Ryan Day has a national title and all that, but it's kind of the best of both worlds, as J.J. McCarthy said yesterday when we talked to him after Michigan got selected to the Fiesta Bowl, where they can either get their shot at revenge at Georgia, or they can rematch and play Ohio State and potentially beat them to win the national title. So uh, all sort of exciting possibilities out there, and I think the TCU game will be a good one, too. What's your early vibe on the matchup with TCU? Yeah, uh, I think really you look at quarterback play on both sides. Max Duggan, who is you know probably going to fin- finish as the runner-up for the Heisman Trophy, they won that Big 12 title game. I think uh, potentially he would have won the, the Heisman Trophy. But uh, And then J.J. McCarthy, who's really playing his best football at the end of the season, six touchdowns the last two games. We saw him make some really nice throws on Saturday night against Purdue. Um, so I think it, you know that's an exciting matchup. Jim Harbaugh was saying that, that he has a ton of respect for Max Duggan. A uh, kid who's been through a lot. Neither starter has uh, was the starter at their team uh, to to begin the season, so that's kind of a uh, you know a little oddity there. And they've both been really good this season. But TCU, good offense, balanced offense. They can run the ball. They got good receivers, including uh, Quentin Johnson, who's a, a semifinalist for the Bolitnikoff Award. And then defensively, I think is where Michigan can exploit them. As TCU. They've been decent on defense, but they really haven't played a physical team like Michigan, the Big Ten type of brand, the bully ball type of mentality. And I think that's where Michigan can can really take advantage. And I think that's why they're nine-point favorites in this game as it stands about three weeks away. But uh, I think it's going to be an exciting one. Fiesta Bowl is, uh, you know, always kind of an exciting game. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a good day of football on New Year's Eve. And I think the Michigan fan – well noted for their ability to travel and TCU, not a, a historic uh, college football program. Uh, I think that's going to be a, a, a major pro Michigan crowd. I agree. And Bill, it even was last year in Miami where you would think Georgia would travel better. That was at least 65% Michigan fans. They didn't have a ton to cheer about throughout the game, but before the game and warmups and, you know, you know, the band playing and all that sort of stuff, it was incredible to see the way Michigan traveled. And of course, they have a good alumni base in South Florida. They have a good alumni base everywhere. One of the top uh, alumni uh, in terms of living alumni in the entire country. And you're right, TCU, a smaller school. So I think Michigan will probably dominate out there. I was out in Los Angeles in 2018 for the Elite Eight and the Sweet 16, and Michigan was absolutely dominated Staples Center as well. So that'll give you an edge in a game like this. There's no question. And, uh, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, Michigan fans that we've talked to are already excited about booking their travel. A lot of them already have and trying to get tickets, and uh, it's not an easy ticket so far. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com, one of our Michigan insiders checking in on the Meyer uh, guest line. Uh, Eric All, uh, your thoughts on him transferring? I, I know I saw you tweet out a banner uh, that is uh, inside the Michigan locker room. Those who stay will be champions. I, I assume that was in regards to all announcing he's in the portal. There's just so much transfer news out there. Of course, the portal opened today. Um, we'll just throwing that out there because it is funny, as Jim Harbaugh said a few times over the last year plus, that they've actually made that thing true again around Ann Arbor where uh, a lot of guys who stuck it out in 2020, things like that, uh, have now won a couple of Big Ten championships if you were there the last two seasons. So we're just having a little fun there. But, no, Eric All, 
uh, one of three uh, Michigan players now to transfer, and uh, including Kate McNamara, so two-year captains, which is extremely weird, but that's kind of the state of college football right now where the portal is limited to just about a month and a half, and you want to find the best fit for yourself. So you're, you know, especially when you're hurt like Eric All is, it's not like he was playing on Saturday night. It makes sense with the timing, even though it's a little bit disappointing. But, um, you know, thought he was probably going to come back, not do the, you know, go to the NFL because of the injury. Uh, looks like he will stay in college, but it'll be somewhere else. And it's a pretty big blow for Michigan. Colston Loveland, as a freshman, has really stepped up. You saw him catch a touchdown each of the last two weeks, and he really looks like the real deal potentially one of the best they've ever had at this position. But Eric All was kind of the complete package, too, coming into the year. You lose Luke Schoonmaker uh, as well, who's been the starter there this year and, and done a really good job and stepped up when Eric All was out. But now the, the future, at least in the immediate, looks a little bit uh, less exciting, uh, especially because I was doing some math earlier. Michigan has had two at least tight ends on the field more than half the time this year. So this is uh, very much a key position for the Michigan offense. You're going to need potentially to get a guy out of the portal or you know have a few of those young guys step up that they have. But they recruit about two a cycle, and they're pretty loaded there in terms of youth uh, and potential. But you got to see them realize it a little bit uh, going forward. Would you agree? Uh, I know I tweeted out after the news of Aragal hitting the transfer portal uh, went public that he'll end up joining uh, McNamara in Iowa. Do you, Do you believe that? I would say it's probably the most likely destination. We've also heard a little bit of Notre Dame buzz as well. Not a bad place to go if you're a tight end either. Um, But, yeah, him and Cade McNamara came in together. They were tight in the recruiting process, tight throughout, uh, both captains and and key leaders on that team. Uh, They're captains this year, which is weird that they're both gone. Uh, But key leaders on the team a year ago and key contributors. Uh, So that wouldn't surprise me at all. And uh, the Iowa offense had no juice this year, but they may be getting a an injection of it uh, next season with a couple guys from Michigan. And don't discount Clayton Safey's post of the banner, those who stay will be champions, that he hoped both All and Cade McNamara uh, read it. But McNamara was a champion, and they were a champion uh, last year, and it's just part of college football. Look what Deion Sanders told Colorado, I'm bringing luggage, told everybody to hit the portal. Right now the portal is backed up, stuffing way too many buffaloes in it. 100%. 100%. I mean, it's it's insane right now. It's not surprising. I, it's, you know, it, it is a little disappointing just as a fan of the sport because I do think that it's just getting crazy out there with all the money being thrown around. The two things that really happened at the same time were the one-time transfer rule and NIL. And I'm all for NIL, but you're seeing NIL get uh, a little bit uh, out of control with where it's not really your name, image, and likeness. It's more PFP, pay for play. Those two things at the same time, you've heard you know, all sorts of national analysts talk about it where you, you head to the portal and your value goes immediately up. There's people throwing offers out there. I'm not saying that's what these guys were doing, but um, you know, you're seeing it around the country. And it's, you know, it's a little bit – it's kind of a turnoff to me in terms of the offseason. That's why it's a little more fun to be covering a team that's 13-0, but we still have three weeks here where I think we're going to have a lot of news like this with the roster. So got to stay on top of that, but – Definitely don't enjoy it as much as, you know, covering games and things like that. Any other surprises coming from Michigan players that could transfer? Anything you're hearing? Um, they would be surprises, but I wouldn't be surprised if there are surprises. But uh, no names at this point. But I think you're seeing it around college football. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if maybe there are a guy or two that is a key contributor on this team in the next few weeks. I don't know who that would be. 
Um, and then potentially there's, there's still a couple weeks after the national championship game where the portal will be open. So you're going to see that. You saw it last year with Alabama and Georgia where it was the day after. They had some key guys enter the portal. So we're just going to see more and more of it throughout the country. So I would just say uh, stay tuned at thewolverine.com for the latest because uh, we are going to be you know working some late nights here when, when all this news is dropping. Yeah, speaking of Deion Sanders, who was introduced today as the new head coach of Colorado in the Pac-12 when he just was blunt honest with the team, I'm bringing luggage. He told yeah. the media his son's going to be the starting quarterback. I said this last Saturday uh, watching the game that I thought that Dion was going to bring as many guys as possible from Jackson State because they just went undefeated, underclassmen obviously, and see if he could win at the next level with that group and that would be their goal. I could see it. I mean, uh, I, I didn't watch the press. Game. He actually said his son is going to be the starter mm-hmm. at quarterback. <laughs> yeah, opening. and But he said something like, he's going to be a starter, but he'll have to earn it. But you're announcing he's going to be the starter. <laughs> it's the, one of the first things you're announcing. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, and then did, um, you, did you see the video when he was talking to the team? I did not. Yeah, that he's bringing luggage and uh, talked about you may want to look at the portal. And that was to the entire team. By the way, Colorado was horrible. And those players yeah. quit on the previous coach, and he, he really told everybody, uh, go look for work elsewhere. <laughs> I mean, we've seen it um, just, you know, in the last couple of years in college football where you have a team that, you know, even Michigan State, look at what they did with the transfer portal. They win 11 games a year ago, so it can happen. Is it sustainable, though? No, no, it's not sustainable. Question. You can't, Clayton, you, you can't build a culture. You can't, right. and, and you watch Michigan State from last year to this year, that it's, it's really a roll of the dice. But if primetime Sanders is bringing an entire team, almost an entire team, as many of those starters as possible from an undefeated Jackson State team, uh, and again, you know, uh, historically black college and university, and you want to see if they can do it now at the next level, that could be interesting. It could be. And maybe this is what you do. You, you flip the roster over. You bring in a bunch of transfers. And, again, we have to keep in mind these are FCS guys. He, he did a really good job at Jackson State, but these are still FCS players. And then maybe you recruit, recruit um, you know, organically the high school and all that a couple years later and, and build some good classes. That would probably be the way to do it. I imagine that's what Mel Tucker is kind of attempting to do at Michigan State, but it's really, really hard I will say Pac-12, I don't know the future of that conference, but uh, it's going to get a little easier with USC and UCLA dipping out of there in a couple seasons. So maybe he can do something. Uh, he's a guy that is definitely going to – he's not going to spare any expense or, or you know, won't be for lack of effort. And uh, if anything, it's going to be entertaining to watch. One note, a lot of people are saying, why didn't he take the Auburn job? Uh, maybe he was offered, but you want to live in the shadow of Nick Saban in the state of Alabama? Go ask Gene Chizik uh, how that worked out on Gus Melzahn uh, and even uh, their latest head coach who came in from Boise State. So Dion went to a place that's rock bottom, nowhere to go but up. And one footnote about Auburn, uh, their athletic department, the morals uh, that are there, transparent for everybody, between Bruce Pearl in basketball and Hugh Freeze now in football, two coaches who have had NCAA sanctions and been banned from coaching. <laughs> it's incredible, isn't it? Oh, my um, God, it's money. Money talks. There's no morals. It's money now. NIL, Portal is free agency to a point. Uh, Dion's clearing out a team. Hey, these kids know what they're signing up for. As much as they go leave a coach and a coach can tell them to leave. It's a two-way street, right? Exactly. And a lot of these coaches are getting in trouble. You've seen it in college basketball, too, when there was all the FBI wiretapping and 
these ADs, you know, they may pretend when, when stuff hits the fan that they didn't know what was going on. But there's a reason why they operate like that, because there is some sort of approval at whatever school they're oh, at. Look at the LSU coach and Bill yeah. Self. Self got like an eight-game suspension. And you got, you know, Sean Miller was able to hold on for a while at Arizona, and the same thing at LSU. It it's about money. So it's not about GPAs. It's not about well, they're not thinking of this kid and the commitment. But I will tell you, in a place like East Lansing, where you bring in transfers, and there's a guy who's worked three years, including maybe committing two years uh, left in high school. And you just tell him in the end that I'm bringing a guy in with no connections to Michigan State, and he's going to take your minutes or your spot on the depth chart. You're going to lose that locker room. You are going to lose them, and that's what happened with Mel Tucker. That's why they played like horse manure at home. Yeah, it's it's a tricky balance. I mean, I think we're going to see a lot of schools with a lot of volatility where they're going to be good one year, bad the next. You're going to see a culture be good one year, bad the next. And that's why – in a way, with Michigan, I know they have trouble getting kids in here at times with the you know credits transferring and all that. That's why you see a lot of their transfers are graduates, including Olu Oluwatimi uh, at the center spot, who's one of the best centers in America. Um, it's maybe a blessing in disguise a little bit, um, you know, because you don't have that luxury to be able to go out and get whatever you got, want, uh, whatever guy you want from the portal. So. Um, it's going to be, you know, it's a mess. I know there are coaches out there that are not happy about this, but they have to navigate this world. And, uh, and it's, it's just going to be really fascinating. But as a fan of the sport, again, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed. Well, money wins. The same thing with Harbaugh. They're talking, uh, and I agree, he deserves to be paid with the highest coaches in college football. And the question is, uh, Clayton, our final thought together on this Moneyline Monday if Harbaugh wins a national championship, so let's say there's an NFL job, could be the Colts who were embarrassed last night, outscored 33 to nothing in the fourth quarter against the Cowboys. Let's say there's a job where he tells uh, the owner, hey, man, I need to see this through uh, the playoffs, and then I'll let you know that if he wins a national championship or maybe just gets to the national title game, that he knows the bar's been set here, what he's done the last two years, it may not be... As good as that, we said that a year ago, and they do have a ton returning. Uh, but behind closed doors, that Michigan made him take a pay cut, that as a man, he took that, uh, did not complain about it, maybe took a while to get a deal done. And he's saying, no, I've done as much as I can here at Michigan. I know he's saying he doesn't plan on going anywhere. But, man, if you won up what you did last year and you win the national championship, do you think Harbaugh looks long and hard at leaving for the NFL? I don't know. Um, my gut reaction, and we've been asked this question a lot throughout the season, has been probably not. But when you look at the landscape of the way the sport has changed, and you look at even on the basketball side, guys like Jay Wright are retiring a lot earlier than you thought. Um, transfer portal, NIL, all that sort of stuff is extra work. Um, you know, and it's, it's just kind of taken away from things. Then, and you're right, like at Michigan and in the Big Ten, you're a little quote unquote disadvantaged in terms of how you can operate compared to an SEC school. That maybe he says, Hey, I, I won the national championship or I got to the national championship game. Uh, then, you know, I'm going to take my shot back at the NFL. Uh, I, I still just personally think that, that you know, he's kind of shut the door on that. And, and he got that question again yesterday. But would it totally shock me if it came to that? 
Uh, I don't think so. And, you know, who am I to blame, you know, somebody who makes that jump either because of all the things we already talked about. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Clayton Safey, uh, TheWolverine.com. They are all over uh, Michigan football preparing for TCU and the college football uh, playoff and University of Michigan basketball and more. Follow everything. Uh, Wolverines 24-7 at TheWolverine.com. Clayton, appreciate the update, and we'll talk soon about that game against TCU. Anytime. Have a great week. All right, Clayton Safey joining us on the Meyer Guest Line. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with the University of Michigan Athletics. Doug Skeen, former Wolverine co-host of the Michigan Football Podcast. He'll join us within 20 minutes. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Football fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Hi, this is Matt Shepard. Just place a single first touchdown score or prop bet on any Monday or Thursday pro football game. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. This offer is available all season long. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM. Just log onto your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then wager on any player to score the first touchdown in any Monday or Thursday pro football game. And if your bet misses, you'll still get up to $25 back in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Michigan only. This is a new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Deals you can believe in at Meyer right now. Save ten dollars on your next in-store purchase with coupon printed at checkout when you spend one hundred dollars or more, and get Meyer spiral sliced half ham for eighty nine cents per pound. Limit two. Fashion or winter boots or slippers for the family are buy one get one for a dollar when you shop in store. And December home lifelike trees are forty percent off. Find everything you need for the holidays and get the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Drift into winter on a new snowmobile. Saturday, December 3rd, 10th, 17th, and 24th, one player every hour from 6 to 10 p.m. scores $500 in premium play. At 11 p.m., one lucky winner takes home a new Polaris Pro RMK slash snowmobile. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Listening to the huge show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back live across Michigan, the only show where the people have a voice. We're all about huge opinions, big name guests. You want to find out everything about the show? It's free and available 24 7 at thehugeshow.net. Big, bad, The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. 
It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the huge show across Michigan. And it's time for you to get in on the action. Michigan TCU. Wolverines right now a nine and a half point favorite. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and always use that promo code HUGE to get the hookups. You can lay your cash down on the Buckeyes or the Dogs or the Wolverines or the Horn Frogs who are purple from TCU. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use that promo code HUGE. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by DraftKings on the Michigan Sports Network. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the huge show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. You ready? Now, let's go to the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Studio with the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time for our number three on a Moneyline Monday presented by DraftKings. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. It is a great time to be a Michigan Wolverine. Number two in the college football playoff seedings. They'll take on TCU a little after 4 p.m. on Saturday, December 31st in Glendale, Arizona. If they win, they will play the winner of Georgia-Ohio State. Can you just imagine if it's Michigan-Ohio State in the national championship game on Monday night, January 9th? Oh, my Lord. You can just feel the energy with this show, with Michigan beating Ohio State, winning their second straight Big Ten championship, and now the overall number two seed. I know Georgia looked good against LSU, but LSU played right out of that game. I mean, you can't give Georgia anything. And I'm still shocked. It's It's been something I've addressed at the top of every hour uh, today. Shocked that Ohio State is only a seven-point underdog to Georgia in Atlanta. At the Peach Bowl. That's on the DraftKings Sportsbook app big board. Maybe it's to get the Ohio State fans to jump in and take Ohio State. And get action in early. Because now you have limited football games because all you have left are the bowl games and the college football playoff. I'm talking at the college level. And Michigan, nine and a half. It's actually dropped to nine now. So the early money is going on TCU. And I'm like, okay, this team needed a miracle field goal against Baylor to even be in this conversation. Michigan hasn't needed a miracle this year because they've just dominated the last eight second halves. They Have they still given up a touchdown in the fourth quarter? I don't think so. They, they have not in the last eight games. I think Michigan wins this easily by double digits. But at this level, when you're down to four teams and there's two games, it's just win in advance. That's it. No style points. No style points at all. Just win. So our Bud Light, huge question of the day, something we do every Monday, good and bad from the Michigan win over Purdue outside of a slow start. And maybe J.J., a little previous Ohio State game, J.J., the second half, they were just... 
men against boys again. So good and bad from that, good and bad from the Lions win over the Jags. Four quarters of near-perfect football, which, you know, Lions outside the loss to Buffalo 28-25 on Thanksgiving Day, they're playing as good as anybody in the NFL right now. That tie between the Giants and the Redskins hurt. You needed the Redskins to lose because they have the tiebreaker over them. I mean, the two teams in front of them right now in the NFC playoff standings that I'm looking at at CBSSports.com, Seattle at 7-5, and five, and the Giants. Or, excuse me, Giants, Seattle, then Washington. And Detroit has beat two out of those three in the Giants and Washington and blew that game against Seattle. Think about it. If they have the Seattle game back and the Minnesota game where they had a double-digit lead in the second half, they own the final playoff spot and control their playoff destiny. That's how close this Lions team is. Mike O'Hare, DetroitLions.com, senior columnist, will join us here in about 20 minutes. We did want to bring in Doug Skeen for the Michigan Football Podcast. Five-time Big Ten champion, late 80s, early 90s. He was tough before tough was cool on the O-line. <laughs> How you doing, my man? I'm doing great, Bill. How you doing? I'm doing good. What is it? You know, you've been inside locker rooms, teams. There's something about Michigan and the confidence they bring and the coaching adjustments and the execution to the last eight second halves. It's it's phenomenal. It's like you watch this team and you're saying to yourself, yeah, you know what, they're going to take care of business in the second half. And that's just media and fans watching it, let alone the players in that locker room or what the coaching staff is doing to adjust and dominate in the second half. Yeah, you know, the most the most plausible explanation, one that seems to make the most sense after watching this team pretty closely as this in the second half of the season, is I do think that there's absolutely – a wearing effect that this offense has on people. And when you run this style of offense where you're gap blocking and you're double teaming and you're pounding guys over and over again, there's a physical, there's a physical beating that you take on the other end of that thing, Bill. And, and then those, those running backs that we have, no matter who's carrying that football are pounding and pounding. And suddenly, suddenly the tackles that you were making in the first and second quarter are not as easy. And then you start seeing that the, the 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 gaps widen a little bit, and the, and the runs get a little bit longer, and the play action opens up, and everything else kind of breeds itself to success. And so, you know, there's there's not any magic going on there. You see, in, in you know, against Purdue, there, Purdue was filling the gaps, pressuring the edge of the offense, causing us problems running the football at times in the first half, just like Ohio State did. After that, after a while, though, it gets tiring, and then an adjustment or two, and all of a sudden, here we go in the second half. It's just, I think, at some point here, certainly in these playoffs, Michigan's not going to have the luxury to wait until the second half. They're going to have to find a way to score points earlier if they want to make this thing uh, end the way they want it to. You know, and I get what you're saying, Doug, but is it part of Harbaugh's strategy where it's like, hey, uh, we're going to hold the playbook until we need it? Well, I think that's clearly been a part of it, certainly from what we saw against Ohio State and to a degree against Purdue. And I think any coach would like to have the luxury of doing that. I think you're playing a little bit of a risky game there, assuming that you're going to be able to hold on to that playbook as long as you can until you think you can unleash it a little bit. But I don't know that that changes anything that we've seen. 
again, you look at what Michigan does. We, we down block the front side of a play and we pull, you know, heavy weights over from the other side and we slam the front side linebacker time and time again out of different formations and different lead blockers. But the basic schematic design of the football is very, very similar. And so after a while in, in, it just gets, like I said, it just gets physically tiring. And, 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 it, and I think that the strength and conditioning coach at Michigan has gotten some, some very justified attention here late in the season. This Michigan team um, has shown no weakness physically down the stretch. Yes, we've got injuries. That happens, and guys get bumped up and bruised. But, you know, as much as we love to look at the seven, eight-minute drives of smashing people under the ground, that's physically really hard to do as an offensive lineman, Bill. You've got to be in great shape to do it. And so kudos to that guy and the work that he's done with that Michigan offensive line group of getting these dudes uh, this point to this point in the season where they can just beat on people for three and a half hours, and they don't seem to tire. And that's a, that's a Georgia mantra. That's what Alabama defensive units and offensive units have done in the past, and Alabama didn't have that defense this year, but it's one thing in watching Georgia LSU and then watching Michigan Purdue that Michigan is the only team I think that is in that same neighborhood this year. I'm not talking about that Georgia defense from last year that this year uh, with their O-line play and a healthy uh, defensive line, which would include Morris, you, you, you saw the immediate impact of Morris on that Michigan defensive line in terms of owning it, but they're the only the only team that I believe that can hang with Georgia. Well, you might be right there, and I hope we get a chance to see if that's going to be true. But I think that's, again, Bill, that's a model that works no matter what your opponent is. You know, I think some of the criticism of the Buckeyes is that they have maybe taken a step back in the last couple years with their offense and defensive line fronts. The greatest Ohio State teams in the last 10 years have all had some superstars on both sides of that offensive line this year. Maybe not so much. I know the left tackle is a super, super player. He's going to be a high draft pick. But the rest of them, as you watch them, look kind of average. Um, you look at what Michigan had done, has done last year since Harbaugh and the Michigan Wolverines have taken this run here. We're dominating at the point of attack right between the, you know, between the O-line and D-line. That's where, that's where the, the sausage gets made and, and things get tiring and it's, it's for men up there. And if you're not willing to do it for a whole football game, you know, there's going to be leaks. There's going to be leaks, and there's going to be cracks, and that's when Michigan takes advantage. So, yeah, I think I think the matchup is is certainly an interesting one, and hopefully we get to see it. Um, you know, it, it, it concerns me to a degree because of what we saw a year ago, and that was a different classification of defensive front versus our offensive front. So, I hope we get the chance to redeem ourselves because what happened last year against Georgia was a train wreck. And if it's not Georgia, and by chance Ohio State pulls the upset, Doug, as a former uh, Wolverine, as a five-time Big Ten champion, which meant you had to go through Ohio State, could you just imagine if it's Michigan-Ohio State in Los Angeles for the college football national championship game? Yeah, that that one is an interesting one to think about. And, and part of me is like, you know, like, I think it would kind of stink on one hand because I think it it diminishes what happened in Columbus two weeks ago and how special that was and how historic it was and how long it had been since a Michigan team had gone into Columbus and done something like that. We're talking decades. So if these two teams meet up again here in, in five, six weeks from now or whatever that date is, 
it, suddenly does that change the feeling that we had for that game in Columbus? Of course, I think it will, depending on the outcome. I'm sure all the Buckeyes want another chance at this thing, and certainly understandably so. Uh, as a football fan, it'll be interesting to watch. I think this is just the standard now, and certainly with the 12-team playoff that's coming, you're going to see rematches of these conference uh, heavyweights over and over again come playoff time. So I guess we should just probably get used to it because it's coming. Well, it was there last year with a rematch of Alabama and Georgia from the SEC championship game, so it's not crazy to think uh, the following year it's uh, Michigan-Ohio State uh, in L.A. And I agree with you. That you're a Michigan fan, yeah, you'd love to beat them twice in you know a, a six week period, and you beat them in the national championship game. You beat them in Columbus. You're a Michigan fan. You're thumping your chest. This is the greatest year ever. But if you would lose that game, and you're a Michigan fan or player or coach, that's a trump card that you may never get another chance to redeem. I know the playoff will be expanding, but the odds are that you would play the Buckeyes again in the national championship game, in the Buckeye Nation, and coaches and players could hold on to that over Michigan, that's a tough one to think about. That'd be really tough to think about. And as hard as it is to beat Ohio State, because they're so doggone good all the time, to think about having to do it twice within two months is uh, is a task that, that anybody who's being honest would admit would be a tall one for sure, Bill. So I don't know, again... You know, it, it could absolutely happen here. I, I, I don't think Ohio State's going to beat Georgia, but we'll see. They certainly have the players to pull off the upset. I think Georgia's probably going to win that football game by playing the style that they play, and I think that Georgia defensive front's going to give that Ohio State backfield some problems. We'll see how Stroud does with that pressure that I think Georgia's going to bring. Uh, but you never know. And uh, But, yeah, Sadly, you know, that scenario that you talked about, if we end up playing Ohio State and they find a way to beat us, suddenly what happened in Columbus two weeks ago is an afterthought because no one's going to remember. It'd be, you know, Ohio State national champions, and that would be that'd be a bummer. Um, but if the roles were reversed and somehow we lost to Ohio State but it had another chance and knocked them off in the, in the title game, Michigan fans would be super happy that we got to forget about, you know, the loss in the regular season. So it goes both ways. Um, it's just it's just the way it is in college football is as we now you know lurch forward into far more toward the NFL model as college football evolves. Or if you're Ryan Day and Michigan beats you twice within a six week period, and you've lost three straight <laughs> times to them, yeah. uh, you're calling you're calling you all uh, and you're moving out. Yeah. Yeah, you're calling your realtor and you're calling all your buddies in the NFL to get out of college football together and uh, bounce up to the NFL because, well, like I just said, in, in a couple of years, there's not going to be a whole lot of difference uh, between the NFL model and the, and the college model uh, in some ways, for sure. That might be a call to Urban Meyer to come back. <laughs> They're already doing that, aren't they? I heard that on television. I know. For him. Uh, Urban, <laughs> Urban seems really excited about things and his excitement – about Ohio State getting in after Utah waxed USC. I, I, I will say this. You're USC. You dropped the 10th in the final college football playoff rankings. You were penalized for getting blown out in a title game, and Ohio State didn't have to play. I, I, I still I, I'm a, I knew it would be Ohio State at four. And I was surprised by Alabama and Tennessee at five and six, and especially Tennessee behind Alabama when they beat uh, Alabama, but USC uh, getting waxed. I, I guess it's safe to say now, if TCU would have got pummeled by K State in their title game, 
three and four might have been Ohio State and Alabama. Yeah, it, it very well may have been. I think it just, you know, I think that goes to the, the committee and their eyeball tests and whatever filters they have that they're looking for. Uh, I think defense still pays, uh, pays dividends and is a premium in college football, and, and USC certainly can score points, although they, they were held back against uh, Utah there in that championship game. But you got to play defense, Bill. You can't, you can't get drummed and you can't get guys running up and all, down over your head, and, and you can't have your superstar quarterback get destroyed on national television. It's a bad look, and that's what USC did. You know, the interesting thing about college football now uh, with the NIL and very loose rules about transferring, you watch, you watch USC is going to go by themselves as a defense, and they will be back. Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman with the University of Michigan, late 80s, early 90s, also the co-host of the Michigan Football Podcast. You can hear weekly at thewolverine.com. Joining us on the Meyer Guest Line here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Uh, final thoughts with you uh, in this conversation, Doug. Uh, how many linemen currently on Michigan do you think are NFL draftees? Potential NFL starters one day. This this year or in and when they become this eligible Th- this year, yeah, or this or this year, year not not this uh, year that we're, that are leaving, but off this line when they become draft eligible. Oh, good grief! I think uh, four out of five for sure. I think it's a little early on our young right tackle there, Mister Barnhart. I like him a lot, but I think right guard, center, left guard, left tackle, all of them draftable. Certainly, the best of the five is Olavatimi at center. He's a first rounder in my mind. But all those guys, uh, Barnhart included, I think, can all play in the NFL. But right now, I think all of them would be you know, certainly you know one guy near the top of the draft. The rest of them, at least in the middle of the draft, in my mind, those guys are all pretty doggone good, Bill. Doug Skeen was pretty doggone good as a Michigan football player and pretty doggone good every other hole at Tellymore during our <laughs> football <laughs> summits. Uh, he's joining us on the Meyer guest line. Uh, Doug, it's a great time. I can't wait. I know. I can't wait for the game. I can't wait for the spring and our spring football summit at Tullymore. And one thing that I did mention to start this show today, Doug, before I let you go, when you look at Edwards and McCarthy uh, coming back, when you look at the depth they've developed, I really think with what they have returning, Michigan has a great chance to be preseason number one in college football when this season has concluded. Yeah, they do. We'll see how this thing finishes out and certainly what the transfer portal happens, you know, what happens to Michigan there with their depth in some areas. But they're going to have the names at the feature positions certainly coming into next year. We've got some good young players and established quarterback. And as you know, Bill, if you don't have an established quarterback in college football, you're in a lot of trouble for the first time in a long, long time now, for the second year in a row, now looking forward into next year, Michigan has stability at the quarterback position and many other positions, and uh, most notably that offensive line up front. Yeah, we're losing Oluwatimi at center, but we've got a good one in Crippen who's been quietly sitting there developing all along. So I don't expect much of a drop-off in the middle of that offensive line going into next year. So, yeah, we'll be top five for sure, and all you got to do is win and get into this playoff and see what happens. Uh, but at the end of the day, Bill, it's always about that offensive line up front. you got to beat people up and give yourself a chance. Doug Skeen, co-host of the Michigan Football Podcast with Chris Ballas at TheWolverine.com. Go check that out. Uh, Doug, we'll talk as we get closer to the TCU matchup. 
Awesome, Bill. Thanks for having me. Go all, Blue. All right, Doug Skeen joining us on the Meyer Guest Side. And Meyer, proud uh, to be longtime partners with the University of Michigan Athletics and gear up for the Wolverines. In the college football playoff, quality, license, official team gear, a huge selection. Always had that great Meyer price inside the team gear department at your local Meyer. Bud Light, huge question of the day. Good and bad from Michigan's Big Ten title game win over Purdue. Good and bad from the Lions. Dominating start to finish. I don't think there's any bad. How many times we get that on a Bud Light huge question of the day? And by the way, thank you to the team from Fabiano Brothers for serving up Bud Light in Detroit and all across Michigan with other great Anheuser-Busch distributors. To the callers online, Michigan will hear you next. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. It's time to go in the huddle. One, two, three, top right! DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the National Football League. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and be sure to use the promo code HUGE for a special offer when you sign up. That's code HUGE, H-U-G-E, only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. The Detroit Lions made a statement on Sunday as they waxed the Jacksonville Jaguars 40-14. to Sure, I know many of you may be thinking, how would the Jags a statement win? Both teams ended the game at 4-7 and on the season. Both were very comparable statistically, but when the lights came on at Ford Field, the Lions completely died dominated their opponent. 31 first downs, 8 of 12 on third down, 437 total yards, only one penalty, almost 37 minutes of possession, no turnovers, and not a single punt. It was an obliteration. Detroit scored on their first eight possessions of the game and lined up in the victory formation for their ninth and final time with the ball. The Lions have now won four out of their last five, and folks, the change is happening right before our eyes. Have you been to a Grand Rapids Gold basketball game yet inside Van Andel Arena? They're the Denver Nuggets G League team, and they feature talent from Kentucky, Baylor, Stanford, Duke, and more. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com or the Van Andel Arena box office. And don't forget their home game specials. Tuesdays, two-for-one tickets. Thursdays, $2 beers and $2 dogs. And the Sunday Family 4-Pack. Get four tickets and a $20 concession voucher for only 50 bucks. Get your Grand Rapids Gold tickets now. We might have just come out with our most refreshing Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer yet. It's called the Essential Collection. It's made with coconut water and real fruit juice. So it's always going to have a real refreshing fruit taste. Can refreshing get any more refreshing? Yep, it can and it just did. Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. Made with coconut water and real fruit juice for superior taste. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. IRC Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. The 57th Annual GLI is back in tournament form and ready to rock Van Andel Arena in Grand Rapids. Featuring the Michigan State Spartan. Goal for Michigan State. The Paris State Bulldogs. The Bulldogs will get the number two ranked team. Western Michigan Broncos. Poland with a shot. He's And the Michigan Tech Huskies. The Huskies are going crazy. The Great Lakes Invitational. Van Andel Arena in Grand Rapids, December 27th and 28th. College hockey at its best. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back live across Michigan, the only show where the people have a voice. We're all about huge opinions, big-name guests, Superfly Hayes. 
is our executive producer as we originate from the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Store Studio. In a moment, Mike O'Hara, DetroitLions.com will join us. What's going on with the Lions? They're playing as good as anybody in the NFL right now. They're in the playoff hunt. It's December. This team had one win after the Miami loss. I was there yesterday, start to finish. About as a complete of NFL game as I've ever seen from the Lions. And they've dropped a few of them under Dan Campbell. Arizona last year at home at the Giants uh, this year. But everything, special teams, offense, defense, coaching wasn't an issue. And Jacksonville had won two out of three. Michael O'Hara in a moment. Also John Conlon, our soccer insider on the World Cup. What's the future for the Americans? What about the quarterfinals? Conlon in about 20 minutes. Let's go talk about the Lions. Man, what a win yesterday against Jacksonville and also a full house. Here's a dog team coming in. The fans appreciating the way this team is playing and they didn't lay down. Uh, Michael O'Hara, DetroitLions.com, senior columnist when it comes to Lions in the NFL. He's standing by in the Meyer guest sign. And, uh, start to finish, Michael. Uh, I'm almost speechless. The perfect game. And I really was. It started with a, a fumble recovery, I think, in the third play of the game or the second play of the game. Just a really a strong effort by um, by Alex Anzalone, the linebacker. He was clearly on the other side of the field. He, and he's, you know, he's fast. He could run. Got over there and, and, get, and then got the ball away from a couple other guys. Set him up. And I think, what, seven plays later, whatever it was, Lions have a touchdown, a 7-0 lead, and the route was on. Well, what impressed you the most about yesterday? And the performance by the entire team. Special teams, offense, defense. What's the one thing that stood out to you? The one thing that stood out to me is they played complimentary football on, on all three sides. And plus the coaching, the way they had them set up. The, the game plan, especially offensively. They told them before the game, this game is going to be on the skilled, skilled position players. Uh, you know, running backs, wide receivers, cornerbacks. And they all those three, those three units really came up came up strong all the way around. So I think, you know, setting out a, you know, a, a defined game plan and following it through and then having it work the way it did, and I mean, it really, really worked, to me, was probably the most most important thing. Now, what, what I saw with my own eyes, that type of thing, I think it was just the way that Jared Goff ran the offense. I mean, I actually saw like he, he was a, the orchestra leader of the entire team is the way he played yesterday. I mean, 340 yards passing, two touchdowns, no interceptions. He was just in, he was just in complete control of that game. Lions keep winning and the Rams keep losing. So that pick, first rounder acquired in the Stafford trade, looks better yep. each and every week. Yeah, I think they're down to fifth overall right now, or up to fifth overall, whichever way you want to put it. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if it went up a couple notches, and it wouldn't surprise me if it went down just a little. But there's not much more to go. I mean, Houston's got has one win. I don't think anybody's gonna. I don't think they're going to rise up and win three or four in a row or anything like that. So, but either way, it's a good it's a good pick for the Detroit Lions, and it makes that that whole trade, which looked good from the beginning, look even better now when you consider what they've done with those picks. Michael Harry, DetroitLions dot com senior columnist insider, joining us on the Meyer guest line here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Man, if they can beat the Vikings on Sunday, that schedule is set up for the Lions to at least be there to win out. I mean, really, if they could beat the Vikings, uh, they're in the playoff hunt right now. They're at number nine, Seattle, Washington, the Giants in front of them. They own the tiebreaker 
on two of those teams, uh, but uh, beat the Vikings, who are 10-2, and two, uh, I think they'll get a ton of notice around the NFL. No, I think they will, too. In fact, you know, I just was listening to the radio here in Detroit, and I heard, you know, the Jim Rome show. He's probably one of the stars nationally on radio, and he had a very, very laudatory view of the Detroit Lions. It was shortened to the point, but you don't hear much about that kind of stuff about the Lions, but you're starting to hear it now. You really are. Well, what do you think about this matchup with the Vikings? Because they uh, they haven't been dominating, but they found a way to win, and that goes back to when the Lions blew that 10-point lead uh, in Minneapolis. Man, I look back at that game and the Seattle game at home, and I'm thinking Lions would be sitting, controlling their destiny with the playoff spot right now. That's how close this team is to the playoffs. Well, I think this, you know, they're, t- they're 10 and 2, the Vikings, and they can clinch their division, a division title on, on Sunday. And this, look, I understand that's what I've just seen that the Lions are favored in this game. I'm surprised about that. But, you know, not that that makes any difference with, about what's going to go on on the field. But, look, the Vikings are very, very potent on offense. They got a, you know, a good, not great, but good quarterback in Kirk Cousins. I mean, he'll get the ball out. Uh, he's had good games against the Lions at, at, at Ford Field. Got a terrific uh, passing game, good running, good runners, and you know they can do a lot of things. But their, their their issue has been defensively, and they can't stop the run. I think they're what 31st, and getting all these other you know uh, different categories of the running game, and they're near the bottom in all of them. And I think the Detroit Lions don't really have a, a good balanced out, uh, good balanced out offense. Uh, I like the stuff they've done. And I think they can really do some damage with their running game, which will set up their passing game. I think this this really, in some ways, plays into the Lions' strength and plays also into the Minnesota Vikings' weakness defensively. His name is Michael Hare, DetroitLions.com. You can follow everything Lions uh, 24-7 there. Uh, playing as good as anybody in the NFL right now, man. You look back at how well, you know, you, the the – Dolphins game and how well they played in the first half and lost a close one there. The Bills Thanksgiving game, I mentioned Seattle. You go to Minneapolis early in the season and the double-digit lead. I, they're close, Mike. I, I, I thought they were going in the wrong direction when they were sitting on one win, but now as you kind of look at uh, the body of work and the season as a whole and you look at how close they are, how you know one play in three games that they make or – or the other team doesn't make, and they're a playoff team. They're that close right now. Uh, they really are. I think you know, mathematically, it's it's really against them. You can't afford any slip ups at all. But you know, they don't look like a team to me that's they're going to slip up. Now, look, you can lose games, you can play well and lose games too. I mean, go back to last year, a fifty-six yard field goal by the uh, uh, by the Vikings on the last play of the game in their arena. Uh, beat the Lions, and then the 66-yarder by, you know, by the Ravens beat them too. So things can happen even when you play well, and uh, they certainly the Lions have had their share of things happen to them. But if I think it's just a football game, you know, nothing, nothing crazy happens, which is asking a lot for nothing crazy to happen in football. But if it's just a football game, you know, mano a mano, I like the Detroit Lions. I like, I like, I like the odds on them. I really do. Yeah, just the offense, the ability to put points on the board and golf. Some Absolutely. Of the, some, of the, some of the throws he made yesterday were just amazing. They really were. I, I was sitting there in the stands uh, with our friends from Bud Light and talking to people and watching some of the replays going, wait a minute. Uh, you know, Jared Goff, a guy, a guy again, uh, five games ago, a lot of people wanted him gone and it's time to get a new quarterback in and 
uh, rebuild, reload again, the same Lions theme. And here's golf. And again, I go back to the actual plays in a game and how close this team is to just making the playoffs. Nobody was talking Super Bowl. I said nine and eight before the season began, and I hope they would play meaningful games in December. Okay, so you look at five and seven, and they're playing meaningful games in December. And you, I mentioned the games that they, you know, coulda, woulda, shoulda, uh, finished business in, and and they're there. They are. No, you're right. That the meaningful games in December is 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 a real thing. And look, we've had too many seasons here where the, the really their season has been over before Thanksgiving, and in some cases before, uh, you know. Halloween, and in some cases, the day they drew up drew up the schedule, you just knew that they weren't going to go anywhere. There's an entirely different vibe around that team right now, and around that really around that franchise. I just think that uh, sort of reminds me huge of the 1990s when the Lions got you know got really good. You know, they won a division title in, in 1991 and, and advanced to the NFC uh, Conference Championship game. Got beat by Washington, which went on to win the Super Bowl. And this team has, has a lot of that talent. Now, it doesn't have Barry Sanders, and I'm not sure it has Herman Moore either. But it's got good players. I mean, really, and good young players. You know, that, that 91 team and some of the others just immediately after that were not affected by, you know, uh, by some of the rules they had then. Uh, and I just think, I think it's just, I think it's a different, a different era right now. But I like a lot of what I see of the Detroit Lions. And I think, you know, I, I just think that this is a team who their young players are getting better and better and better. They've got fresh legs now. They've got some guys back from, from the injured list. And really, they're as healthy right now as, as they've been all year, including the start of the season. And look at the NFL team total offense stats for 2022. Chiefs at number one, Bills at two, Eagles at three, Dolphins at four, then Bengals. Uh, you know, one of those five teams probably win sure. the Super Bowl. Then the Browns and the Lions, your Detroit Lions, right there. Lions in front of teams like the Raiders, Seahawks, Niners, Cowboys. Uh, Jags had a high potent offense that is up there uh, in the upper half, but there there are the Lions. I mean, that is pretty good company where you're sitting number seven in total team offense for 2022. Now, that doesn't really surprise you. They look, they started so strong. They were averaging what thirty-one yards. I'm sorry, thirty-one yards, thirty-one points per game for the thirty-two points per game for the first whatever it was five games. You know, then hit a skid. They got shut out by the uh, by the uh, Patriots and had a tough day against the late in the game against the against the Cowboys and really they weren't doing much. But they've really you know, really revived that in the last two or three games. And and, and look, when they're rolling. I mean, they are really rolling good, and right now they're rolling. They are rolling. That's what uh, his theme is, uh, Mike Rolling O'Hara, uh, DetroitLions.com columnist, uh, joining us on the Wire Guest Line. Michael, enjoy your Monday night. Thank you so much for your time. All right, cool. Thanks for having me. All right, Mike O'Hara checking in on the Meyer Guest Line, and Meyer proud to be longtime partners with your Detroit Lions. One of our soccer insiders, John Conlon, will join us next. An update on the World Cup, thoughts on the Americans and their exit in the round of 16 against the Dutch this past Saturday. Conlon, in just a few minutes on this Moneyline Monday. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net.
Football fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Hi, this is Matt Shepard. Just place a single first touchdown score or prop bet on any Monday or Thursday pro football game. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. This offer is available all season long. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM. Just log on to your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then wager on any player to score the first touchdown in any Monday or Thursday pro football game. And if your bet misses, you'll still get up to $25 back in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager Michigan only. This is a new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach. Now, he's a managing partner at Bean Carter. They're one of America's top accounting and business firms. They're based in downtown Grand Rapids. They now have merged with Dorn Mayhew from the east side of the state, and they're stronger than ever before in the state of Michigan, the Midwest, and coast-to-coast when it comes to your accounting and business needs. Find out more at beancarter.com. That's B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. Also, Tom has stepped up with... With $1,500 in cash in the Beat Huge Pro Football Picks Contest. Now, if you beat my picks just one week, you'll be in the drawing at the end of the pro football season for $1,500 in cash from Tom Rosenbach and Bean Garter. Thursday night game is always a freebie. You have until Sunday morning to play every week through the big game. You can play once or play every week. Do what you want to, but get your picks in now at thehugeshow.net. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle and filling your sleigh with $100,000. Come out for Reindeer Games every Friday in December from 6 to 10 p.m. Each hour, two players have the chance to pick a lucky reindeer and win up to $100,000 cash. Don't miss your chance at huge holiday winnings only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway, reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. talk about the World Cup. John Conlon, one of our soccer insiders, head soccer coach for the Byron Center girls team, one of the top club soccer coaches in America, based here on the west side of the state. For our listeners on 96 won the game, you know the name Conlon when it comes to soccer. And uh, John, the U.S., uh, man, uh, you look back on that, they had their chances to move on and beat the Dutch. Yeah, you know, I, you got to give the Dutch credit. I mean, I think they exposed how naive and young we are. I think they they basically wore down um, a team that probably ran its you know gauntlet and was done physically. I thought we looked tired in the game. I thought that they took advantage uh, when they came. And we really did not do the same. Inside the 18-yard box, the Dutch were just clinical. 
Um, and, they, you know, they found some weaknesses. And to be honest with you, Tyler Adams, who, who has been our best player, uh, got exposed on the first goal, and I think he did on the second goal, too. Um, but, you know, the, the Dutch are a world power, and and that's what happens. Like, you make one mistake, they, they, they cut you in half, and that's what they did. Yeah, you just said uh, the back line, you just can't make those mistakes. And I love the honesty uh, by the U.S. goalkeeper afterwards that the defense could have been better. But uh, learning experience, I did like the speed, athleticism. When we look to the future in the next World Cup uh, in North America, I, I just I, I like the combinations uh, that they were presenting this year. Yeah, you know, we, we have some things to solve before then. I, everyone's, you know, pointing to 2026, which – I'm pretty sure I said at the beginning uh, uh, of this World Cup to you that I, you know, this whatever happens in this one is just getting us ready for the next one. We obviously have a great midfield. We obviously have two great outside backs and a great keeper. Um, our our center backs are old, so we're gonna have to figure that out. Uh, and our, you know, our front runners, our, our attacking players up top are all super young and not overly experienced, and they're not great goal scorers. So we got to solve the center backs. We got to solve the depth of our team, and we got to solve our goal scoring. And those are pretty major issues. So I, I am excited about the next World Cup, but I, I think our lack of depth is really what killed us for the most part in the Dutch game. Like we just looked tired. And when you go into a World Cup and you got to play seven games in three weeks, you know you have to you have to be eighteen to twenty deep. And we're, we right now, honestly, are like fourteen deep in terms of international level players and. Yeah, I just I, I, we have some things to figure out in the next four years. Yeah, minus the U.S. Uh, when we look at the setup now uh, for the quarterfinals, Netherlands and Argentina, Croatia and Brazil, England and France, and more than likely uh, Portugal and Spain. How about that final eight of Portugal and Spain take care of business? Well, it just shows you that while things change, everything remains the same, uh, with the exception of Croatia, which you know, has only become a world power recently, the other seven teams are always there. And it's their depth, it's their professional league, it's their coaching, it's their tactical awareness, and it's their youth system. And the rest of the world's still chasing them. You know, and I posted that the other day, that we're not chasing the whole world. We're chasing these eight in front of us. And, you know, you can throw in Germany and Italy and a couple other teams in there, too, that are always world powers uh, we, we shouldn't be comparing ourselves to the rest of the world. We should be comparing ourselves to those teams. And those are the teams that are winning World Cups or playing in World Cup finals consistently. We should ignore all the haters that are everywhere else because, we're honestly, we're just as good as everybody else in the world. Um, but those top eight to ten teams, we're still a ways off. And uh, it's going to be a great final eight for sure. I, I think Brazil, though, today looks unbelievable. Un- unbelievable. And, you know, they've got players coming off their bench that would be better than anybody on the U.S. team. Uh, so that just shows you the depth of Brazil. And, and, you know, France right now is playing without five starters. They came into this World Cup without five starters, and they're demolishing people. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're a ways off. John Conlon, one of our soccer insiders, talking World Cup here on uh, the huge show across Michigan. John, we'll get an update from you uh, when we get through the quarterfinal stage. Sounds good. Great. All right, John Thank Conlon you. checking in on the Meyer guest side. And Meyer proud of Team USA and all the soccer clubs are connected to all across Michigan. Uh, before we wrap up, I do have a message from my friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 
Uh, it's that time of year. Everyone's excited about the gifts, the holiday spirit. But what about all the basketball? So right now, the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is offering new customers a chance to bet just $5 on the pregame money line on any NBA team. And if they win their game, you'll get $150 in free bets if they do. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code HUGE to get out on the holiday hoops action and place that $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win. And if they do, you'll get $150 in free bets. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app when you use code HUGE when you sign up. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus issued as free bets. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash basketball terms. Well done, Superfly Hayes. Thank you to everyone who tuned in today. If you miss anything, our podcasts are free, and we are everywhere. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. Big. Bad. Huge.